This is the Off Grid Agris Podcast. This podcast is about sharing our journeys into liberty through self-sufficiency, off-grid living, non-compliance, counter-economics, and the Agora. Every episode will contain useful, practical, and applicable information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. This information is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered legal or financial advice. You could even consider it to be fictional if you choose. Before we start the show, I want to remind you about The Hitching Post, our free bi-weekly newsletter all about liberty through self-sufficiency and counter-economics. To sign up, go to offgridagorist.com newsletter or click the link in the show notes. Thanks. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Off-Grid Agorist podcast. I am your host, Regina, and I am here with Cyrus. Hello, hello. And today we are talking about a conglomeration of tax rates and how unbelievable our tax system is getting. It's ter- it's just straight robbery at this point. Well, it's always been robbery. They're just I know digging deeper into your pockets. Right. They're upping the ante. Yeah, I would be really upset if I had paid taxes. Oh my goodness. Wow. So before we get into all this, I want to apologize to our audience. And we're going to have to do some backpedaling. And I hate that we have to do this. Um, so we were trying to get on the video train and start doing video casting to where we could have the podcast as audio and then a YouTube slash BitChute channel as video. And the reality is, is our internet sucks way too much to pull that off. (laughs) Yeah. One of the downsides of off-grid living. Right. Just don't have the bandwidth. No, neither. Both of us don't have the bandwidth. We're both uh, basically using our phone mobile spots for our internet and that's just not cutting the cheese Mm -hmm. uh, to make it happen so uh, the first apology is that we won't be releasing video as we said we would yet we will eventually once we get Starlink Mm -hmm. once Elon Musk yep once he comes to save our internet and I also want to Secondly, apologize for the shitty sound quality we've had the past few episodes as well. Yeah. Because in attempting to make the video, our sound quality uh, really suffered, and it's probably been awful to listen to. So um, it should sound much better now. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going to do video until we've solved all the other issues so so that we can keep the sound quality good. Yeah. Too many technical difficulties, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, speaking of Starlink, I saw the Starlink train in the sky the other yeah. night. They had that... just launched, I guess. They launched out of... I don't remember where. And so Boca the satellites Chico. were still... What was it, West Virginia? Boca Chico? I don't remember the name of the place they launched those things. 
So we saw the train as it was still really close to the orbit of the Earth. And it was hundreds of satellites in a row going super fast across the sky. It was so cool. I thought we were getting invaded by aliens at first. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day is here. Judgment Day! Like, there's my internet! There it goes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. Being a content creator and being off-grid, sometimes it doesn't mix very well. Like, you have to get creative to make it happen. Yeah. Okay, so on to the topic. Biden's tax plans. Um, I do have to correct an error from... Because we talked about this topic, uh, I don't know, a few episodes ago. And I had mentioned that he would be raising taxes to 40% on people who earn more than a million dollars. I have to backpedal that because the reality is, is he's raising the tax to thir to 40% on people who earn more than $400,000. Good grief. So a few more people. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. 60% more people. Wow. <laughs> so the existing tax rate for $400,000 earners is 37% and it's going up to 396 So it's a 2.6% two two tax increase, which is quite a bit. But we knew this was coming. Everybody had to know this was coming. Right. Like you don't get to, you don't get to spend trillions and trillions of dollars, you know, just with nothing to back that up. Right. You just gotta, freely and you openly. steal that from... Yeah, you got to steal that from the citizens at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing QE infinity. So they've right. basically said we will release as much quantitative easing as we need to or want to. There's no cap. There's no limit. There's no phase anymore. They just freely print. Mm-hmm. So then at some point, the hammer's got to come down in the tax department. Do you remember when they when Congress used to argue over millions of dollars? I mean, those <laughs> days are gone now. But they used to argue over millions, and then they argued over billions. And now, you know, billions is just something they lose track of now. Like, they Holy can lose moly. that much money. That's chump change. Billions is yeah. chump change now. Right. Now they're arguing over trillions. And then when is it going to be tens of trillions? You know, how... How long is this exponential adding zeros onto this spending? How long is this going to happen for? <sighs> Till people no longer tolerate it, I guess. What's the next one? Quadrillion? Will that be the next one they argue over? Yeah, when are we going to when is it going to be quadrillions that we're not blinking an eye at or at some point are we all waking up, which I think a lot of people are? to the fact that fiat money is just, it's not even real, you know? Right. And people say, people will tell you that uh, crypto is not real, you mm. know? But, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what to say to those people that they just don't believe it's a real thing, except that the money in your bank account is not a real thing either. So what's your point? Okay, so I will tell you this. Crypto is much more real than dollars. It is much, it exists way more than dollars do, and I'll tell you why. 
It's because crypto is based on blockchain and blockchain is a registry. It is a transaction registry that takes computing power to unlock. So through mathematical uh, algorithms and at mathematical equations, these blocks are mined through computer power or staking power into existence. Whereas dollars are not backed by blockchain and are literally just typed into a computer. So yeah. blockchain is valuable. Blockchain is technically valuable. And there's a, there's a limit on how much can be created. So there will never be any more than 21 million Bitcoins ever in existence. That well, no that's... one can decide that there will be more Bitcoin. Right. Because it's but that's written... not true for all cryptocurrency. Yeah. That's just some of them. Some of them have limits. Some of them don't. Doge is not. No, but. Doge has no limit. Yes, you're correct. No, there, there's no cap on Doge. I've never looked into Doge as far mm -hmm. as how many coins can be created. It's unlimited. It can be yeah. inflationary. At least that's what yes. I read. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know enough about blockchain to say for sure. I But I read that. So take that for what it's worth. Right. Well, and blockchain, blockchain technology is decentralized as well. So it's not one single entity contributing to blockchain. You have multiple miners, multiple stakers all over the world. So you mm -hmm. cannot kill blockchain unless if every single stinking computer dies in the world and we lose complete power 100% everywhere. You can't kill blockchain. It's fully decentralized. It should be at least. And it's based on mathematical uh, algorithms and equations so that the technology is unstoppable, whereas fiat money is literally just a big Ponzi scheme backed right. by nothing. Yeah. So to me, the value is, yes, you can argue with me that cryptocurrency, there's no physical thing, right? Like you can hold a dollar bill or you can hold a quarter and you can't do that with cryptocurrency. I understand people's uh, hesitancy because of that. But it, to me, where the real value is the decentralization. There's not one central organization controlling the value of that currency. The market itself controls the value. Now, of course, right. within that market, you can have wells that can affect the value of a coin. But I would rather have a whale than a government because right. at least at least with the whale, uh, he, he can eventually be bought out if he decides to start manipulating the market by selling off his coins or her coins. The, eventually, they lose all their control if they do that. So they're no longer a whale. With government, yeah. they will always be the biggest whale in the room. Yes. That's a, that that's calls a all terrible, the shots. That's a terrible mixed metaphor. But anyway, <laughs> you know, government does not give I up its influence like a, a whale can give up their influence. Exactly. <clears throat> and I mean, there is massive manipulation in the cryptocurrency markets and there is, you know, 
groups of miners that do take control of the coin, but it's not like the end-all be-all monopoly that the government has, the tyrannical situation the government has become. Right. And where they're putting the, a gun to our head, you know, to pay and taxes. It, and it, yeah. For the people that like democracy, it's much more democratic. And we saw that with Bitcoin. When Bitcoin cash split off, you know, that was the that was the result of a group of miners bullying, throwing their weight around in the blockchain and another group of miners saying, you know, we're not going to have it. Mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Am I understanding what that uh, what that fork was about? Oh, I, I don't. What was it about? But somebody was arguing I, that it wasn't real, that they were real Bitcoin and the other group wasn't real Bitcoin. And it was like a big pissing match as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, my understanding was that the people who were in control, the miners who were in control of the blockchain did not want to uh, increase the size of the block. Bec and, you know, that's why for Bitcoin, it costs so much to move it around. And Bitcoin Cash hardly costs anything to move it around because that that fork was about increasing the block size so that things could happen more quickly and cheaply. I guess oh. I'm getting, I guess this conversation is way off topic now, but my, my no, point well, it's was, a tangent. my point was that it's more democratic because if there is a group within the blockchain that is manipulating the blockchain, if the majority of the people inside that chain don't want it done that way, they can change it. Whereas exactly. with government, you really can't. We have zero control of what they spend I mean, their money on, and yeah. I mean, you can you can uh, you can believe the illusion that you have control by voting and get the right guy in there, like Trump. Uh, but I, I I hate to break it to all the Trumpers, but he spent more money than any president before him, so it didn't change anything right. as far as as far as inflationary spending goes changed nothing he didn't he didn't Be stop any of that he increased it yeah and then biden's going to increase it tenfold and then the next president will increase it tenfold because it is a right. ponzi scheme right the dollar has become a Ponzi scheme that requires more and more money to be printed to pay back old loans in the Ponzi scheme with interest so right. you have to keep borrowing more and more at this exponential rate. It's insane. Right. So we'll, you know what, we we need, we need to do a, a new crypto episode, an updated crypto episode, because the markets are going insane. There's tons of value. There's tons of money to be made still. And I think we need to touch on it again. So we'll definitely do that. Okay, so back uh, to tax uh, fraud. Okay. So, okay, if you earn more than $400,000, you're paying 40% of your income to the IRS, to the government. This includes two married people making $200,000 a piece. That's not much money in no. today's inflationary state. When a value of a house goes up $40,000 because of lumber price increases in the course of a year, right. you're paying $40,000 more for a new house than you would have a year and a half ago. So if you're making four hundred grand. There's 10% inflated already. Right. 10% less spending power you had if you want to buy a new house. 400 grand right. barely even buys you a house anymore. Yeah, and that they use COVID as an excuse 
for why lumber prices went up like they did. And I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I did at first because during the lockdowns, you know, a lot of the manufacturers had to halt production or slow production and things like that. But there's been no shortage of lumber. I go to the lumber store a lot. I've never seen them out of a two by four. I've never seen them out of a sheet of plywood. They've never been out. But the price went through the roof and then it and then it pulled back a, a couple of months ago, whereas a sheet of plywood was forty eight dollars at its highest point here where I am. And now wow. it's like thirty eight dollars. But a year ago it was eleven. So holy moly. It hasn't pulled back to where it was pre COVID and the lockdowns are pretty much over. Everybody you know, those companies that manufacture plywood, they're back open, they're running. And we never ran out. So I'm not buying the shortage excuse for why lumber prices have gone up. I think they've gone up to stay. I don't think they're ever coming back down. And that's inflation. So you believe that the pandemic was uh, used as an excuse to cover inflation. That was their cover story. Yes. Yeah, I, I think you're right because you're right. Lumber never sold out. If there was a demand pro or there was a supply problem and over demand and undersupply, why is every freaking hardware store, every freaking lumber yard full of lumber? Yeah. I mean, maybe there were some places around the country where they ran out. I don't know, but I, I don't know heard anybody of anything. who's experienced it. Um, another example is, uh, my wife and I like Progresso soup, cans of soup. Mm. Pre-pandemic, a dollar seventy something. Now uh, it's over two bucks. I think I, I think yesterday I bought some. And it was like two thirty. So almost a mm. almost a hundred percent increase. And wow, I think they probably did run out of Progresso at some point during the lockdowns, but they've been the the shelves have been stocked for a long time now. We haven't run out of anything in a long time. Exactly. I so haven't seen anything running out. Um, so if it was a shortage problem, those, mm -hmm. yeah, those prices should Go have ahead. come back down if it was a shortage problem, but they haven't. Right. Why haven't on they? On anything. Because there is too many dollars in circulation and it is devaluing the dollar and the prices are inflating. If you hand yeah. everybody... $1,400 like they did in the stimulus. You hand everybody $1,400. All it does is make the dollar worth less. Right. It does not do what we want it to do. It stimulates the economy, but it drives prices up. It just, I mean, it's mathematics. It just keeps, yeah, it just keeps the velocity of the money going, which is what they need in the Ponzi scheme. They need the velocity. Money has to continuously change hands over and over and over. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And then no one's incentivized to go back to work right now because we're getting all this extra money from the, you know, the additional pandemic unemployment payouts. But a couple of states are ending the additional unemployment. So Montana and I want to say North Carolina, I forget which other state. It's Montana and another state and North Dakota are ending pandemic 
unemployment assistance because there's because unemployment is super low right now. It's at like 3.5% in Montana. And they yeah. can't find workers because everyone's collecting this extra unemployment. So that's another right. way they've diluted the dollar is all this extra unemployment money. Yeah. At m- yeah. My prediction is that if they keep this up, if they keep airdropping money to everybody, that um, they're going to have to put a time limit on it. At some point, they will have yeah. to say something to the effect that you have to spend this money within 30 days. You can't save it. You won't be allowed to save it. You yeah. must spend it, and it'll be within a certain time frame. It'll happen that way if they continue down this road, because it, because mathematically it has to. It has to. And the, and the Fed is calling this transitory inflation, which means temporary inflation, but I don't, I don't see it as temporary. I don't. Time will tell, but I don't buy it. You think prices are going to come back down? I, I just don't see it happening. No. They'll, they'll probably level going. out, but they won't come back down. They can't. Yeah, There's too th- many dollars in circulation. There's too much debt. I think they've already leveled out. I just, I think you'll just see normal fluctuations now where, you know, things kind of go up and down a little bit. I think that's all you'll see now. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So, if you're making four hundred grand, prepare to pay one hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars in taxes. That's an insane amount of money. That is just mm-hmm. absolutely insane. For and for what? What are you getting for that money? Right. We don't get health care. Right. We don't have any universal health care. You don't get uh, child care. You don't get proper education for your kids because of public school systems and shambles. So what are you even getting? You get what? I guess, quote unquote, roads and quote unquote, police system and and judicial system. All of that could get, be privatized. Yeah. What you get in return is shitty services. Extremely I did a video shitty about services. This. So, yeah. I did a video about this on our roads out here where I live. They're terrible. Just terrible. And, Mm. you know, I didn't do the video to get the government out here to fix my road. My point is, I want you to stop forcing me to accept your shitty service and allow me to find someone else to do what you can't do. Yeah. That's what I want. I mean, you're literally paying $150,000 a year in taxes for the shittiest possible services you could get. Yeah. That's so messed up. Okay, let's uh, move forward um, to the next uh, plan. And it's the name of this plan has nothing to do with what it really is. Biden wants to plan to pass the American Families Plan. And what this plan is, is that every bank in America has to report the inflows and outflows of all bank accounts to the IRS. And they call that That's the American insane. Families Plan? That's awesome. They call why do they Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> what the hell? So in order to catch tax evaders, they are now going to be monitoring your bank account. What's going into your bank account and what's going out of your bank account every month in order to bust people. They're out for blood. They're on a witch hunt. It's more than that. It's more than that. That's 
That's the first step to what I just said. Now they'll know how quickly you're spending your money and they're going to tell you how much you have to spend every month or or how much you're allowed to save or not save. That's just the first step to being able to do that. I guarantee you. That makes sense. It's insanity. Yeah. So there's this huge burden. You know, the banks are, this is a proposal. So this is not yet passed because the banks yeah. are saying uh, we already have to report every transaction over $10,000 to the IRS. How can we even logistically handle this reporting of every stinking bank account, hundreds of millions of bank accounts, hundreds of billions of transactions? Like, how do they even logistically do it? They, um, this, it's a proposal and it's also a negotiation. So the government Mm -hmm. is going to subsidize the banks to do this. They'll kick them back something. Yeah. They'll pay for the, they'll pay for them to do it. To make it happen. To make it happen. Billions and billions of dollars of your taxpayer dollars will go into assisting the government in spying on your every single transaction you do. Right. So radical. That is so radical. Yep. Crypto Crypto people. people. Yeah. There are ways to uh, work around the system, but we won't go into that right now. If you're into crypto. Um, So that was a huge bombshell, I thought. I don't want the government knowing every single transaction I do. That's my business. Where's the privacy? So they can come after me and say, hey, we see that you had more income than you're reporting. We see that you're spending more than what you're making. Like, how invasive is that? Right. It's insanity is what it is. Just insanity. And then another bombshell, and this is a tactic I've used, and I will have to change my tactic, is beginning January 2022, third-party payment processors will have to report any income for goods and services exceeding $600 during the calendar year on a 1099K form. So let me break that down to you. If you sell on eBay, yeah, over 600 now. If you sell on eBay, the online garage sale, you know, right? uh, you want to sell, you want to offload some of your stuff. You want to maybe sell your old TV or your old coffee maker or some old clothes. If you go over $600, eBay is going to send you a 1099 form that you will have to report your taxes on. And you may pay 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, depending on your tax bracket on that income. Just selling your used old shit on eBay. Right. So the idea if that... If you use Etsy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The idea that you could do this on multiple platforms and sell up to $19,999 on each one of these platforms and make a living doing it and not pay, not get reported... Those days are over. Gone. Yeah. Those days are over. So yes, pre this bill, uh, this law, whatever the fuck it is, I could go onto eBay and sell nineteen nine 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 k of goods and services without it being reported. Then I could go onto Etsy. Then I could go onto, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Um, Amazon. You could do. Uh, there's a bunch on your phone, Mercari. There's literally so dozens I could make, of them. 
dozens of them. So you could, you know, have do six figures and circumvent your money around getting reported. Well, now it's six hundred dollars. So you're basically screwed into paying taxes. Yeah. I mean, six hundred bucks. You could sell a nice bicycle on eBay for six hundred bucks. Facebook Marketplace. If you don't do meetups in person, there's another one. Mm-hmm. This this extends into payment processors. This extends into PayPal. If you're doing PayPal transactions, Venmo transactions. If you're doing uh, like Square swipe. transactions, Swipe, Skrillex, they all are going to be required to report you to the government over six hundred dollars of transactions. Okay, so this freaking believable. Yeah, so this is an attack on agorists. This is an attack on agorists. So all we got to do is just find a way around it. So that loophole is no longer open to us, and now we've just got to find another way around it. That's all. That's all it is. I mean, right. the the agorist, the the gray market is very smart. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the first way around it is when they do report your earnings on a 1099K, you counter that with reporting your business expenses, which can easily add up over $600. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone, uh, your office space, your cost of inventory, the cost to purchase things your internet service, all of those things would add up as business expenses, so you can circumvent that. But you can only claim a business loss for three years before you get a chance of being audited. So that will only work for so long. What has to happen is we need to circumvent this monetary system entirely by doing peer-to-peer transactions or using crypto as payment. Yeah. But you have to be careful on your crypto. It has to be peer-to-peer. Because if you're using a platform, uh, platforms in America require you to be KYC, know your customer and crypto. So you're handing over all your information to the government. I cannot believe how tyrannical this system has become over money. It's insane. Yeah, it's just been incremental over decades. To me, the frog is the frog is reaching the boiling point. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think for a lot of people, when they see how much they're paying in taxes, I mean, at some point, you just got to wake up and and smell the coffee and and be like, this is just robbery at this point. You know, it's yeah. all like you said, it's always been. But when back in the seventies, I don't know what the tax was. It wasn't forty percent. Yeah, I don't know what it was either, but. People have just become more and more accustomed to paying taxes, and and it's a fine. Yeah. It's 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 kind of a uh, a balancing act for the government too, because they know if they increase the rate too much, uh, people storm the castle. I mean, it's always been the case for yeah centuries. The the ruling class has had to be careful how much they steal from the working class because if they try and steal too much at too soon you know heads roll so i can't believe mm-hmm. they've made it to 40 something percent but 
I mean, I think during that's, World to me, War that's I and II, there were some, yeah, I think there were some pretty high rates during the World Wars, but I, I don't know my history real well on tax rates back then, but I think they were pretty high at one point, but, mm-hmm. but they were able yeah, to I'd sell it. Yeah, I'd like to look it, into you know? it. We're funding the war. You got to do your part for your country kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What are they selling to us now to justify a 40% tax? I mean, if you make, uh, I'm looking at the tax bracket on capital gains. If you're making forty to $80,000 a year, okay, that's, forty grand is pretty average. You're paying 22% of that to the government. How do you even live off 40 grand a year anymore? That's yeah. not a lot of money. You don't. I mean, not the standard. 20, you're paying a that quarter. Are used to. Yeah. Wow. Unfreaking believable. I don't know. I can't stomach it anymore. I know that. I have an Etsy shop that I have pretty much deactivated because I will likely be going way over that figure. Um, Definitely over the $600 figure. I deactivated it for multiple reasons, but um, I mean, I, I don't see any point to even run it. If they're going to send me a 1099K, yeah. then I have to pay 25, 30% of my income on that. By the time I pay that, after all of Etsy's fees and all of the shipping fees, you know, because everyone's got to have get their cut, I'm making beans. Yeah. I think peer-to-peer transacting is where it's going to have to go through cryptocurrency. And it's so easy. It's super easy to do. People are like nervous about it and, oh, I don't know how to do it. It's actually extremely easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, you know, five years ago it wasn't, but now it is. I mean, I just sent you a crypto transaction. Took about 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I think we're right on the cusp of uh, being able to use crypto for purchases more and more outside of KYC. I think we're right. We're not really there yet. Not like to go buy a gallon of milk. You know what I mean? We're outside of KYC. We're not really there yet, but I think we're at the edge of that. Yeah. I can tell you right now that with all of this tyrannical fascist taxing of crypto and of everything else, people will be looking for ways out of it for sheer survival purposes. Yeah. Just to survive, you have to circumvent the system. It's really, they're forcing us. It's almost like forcing us to be agorists in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Just Just to afford to live anymore. It's insane. Um, but I just really wanted to bring up these tax plans and proposals and things that are happening of how they're just clamping down on us, like the stranglehold is coming in America yeah. to get your money. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse. Like, it's not going to get any better. It's going to get no. worse from here. At what point do we reach the breaking point? Yeah, this seems mm-hmm. crazy to us right now, but this is light compared to what they're going to have to do to pay for all these trillions that they've been spending. Right. Well, at some point, the Ponzi scheme will burst because they always do. And when a Ponzi scheme 
bursts. It's an overnight. It's almost like an implosion. A Ponzi scheme just implodes and it's gone. Yeah. And that is what is going to happen. And they will try to pivot into the digital dollar with the Great Reset before the dollar implodes. Yeah, well, they better hurry because China's on their tail. Yes, and that is our last talking point to the day. We are in a situation uh, with the dollar that could become very dire, and that is the uh, secret. I guess it's not so secret anymore that China is building a digital yuan. Everybody's building a digital fiat currency, um, which isn't all that exciting. However, their digital yuan is backed by gold. And that is very scary for the dollar. Uh, yeah, it's fatal. Fatal it's blow. It's fatal for the dollar. Like, if... If they release a digital backed, uh, a, a digital gold backed currency, the dollar is done. As the world reserve. Almost overnight. Almost overnight. Assuming that they can convince the whole world to take it, which they will be able to do because it'll be backed by gold. So everyone will take it. Mm hmm. And that means yes, the. I the, would probably trade in it. <laughs> Well, it, it, it means that the world reserve currency status of the dollar is over. And that status is the only thing that has kept us out of hyperinflation kind of situations. It's the only thing that has kept us out of it. And it'll be all of that inflation that we've exported around the world because of our status will all come back yep. home. And we will just become a poor country overnight. That will per that's going to burst the Ponzi scheme. That's going to burst our way of life. Uh, fatal. Fatality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially, so what's been happening is China has been buying gold. Tons and tons and tons of gold. Every month they've been buying gold. America has been selling gold. And I'll tell you why America has been selling gold. Because... They are trying to protect the dollar. They have been selling gold to keep the price of gold down. They have been releasing gold and flooding gold into the market to keep the price of gold down. Artificially low. And same with silver. Artificially low. In order to protect their Ponzi scheme. On the flip side, China has been buying the gold. They've been encouraging their citizens to buy gold. They've been buying thousands of tons every month for years and years of gold. And now they are going to tie this gold to their digital yuan that will be on a blockchain. It will not be decentralized, but everything will be transparent. And they are on, like, they are on it. They are above mm -hmm. and beyond in the next world currency system. Yeah. When we lose our reserve currency, all of the things we like to buy for cheap are cheap TVs, and they're not cheap. We're starting to see them inflate already because of this mm, shaky system we're in. Our cheap TVs, our cheap refrigerators, our vacuum cleaners, our furniture, everything we import from China will no longer be traded with dollars. Because we lose that reserve currency, we no longer trade for dollars, 
now the prices of these items are going to skyrocket. And our Walmarts mm -hmm. and our Targets and all this crap that have been stuffed full of these cheap products for years will be gone. Yeah, and it'll That's only be expensive. That's what happens when we lose real reserve currency. And it'll only be expensive to the dollar. Yes. Like, if, if you own the digital yuan, your TV will still be cheap. It'll be like back in I the can, 80s when yeah. you used to be able to go to Mexico with $20 and come back with a new wardrobe. Yeah. Exactly. So we really need to keep an eye on that. And I can guarantee you I will be buying digital yawn. <laughs> yeah. Well, the... I will diversify uh, into that. Well, and it'll just be a hedge against when the dollar falls. I mean, I don't want to hold a centralized currency, but it will give you a hedge against a falling dollar and probably a profit. Yeah, it's not like I want to support China or anything like that. It's more so diversifying for survival. Yeah. So, and we've talked about this, holding commodities, gold, silver, ammo, food stores, preps. These are all value outside of the dollar. Uh, crypto, um, digital yuan, backed by gold. You know, mm -hmm. it, it'll go into the the basket, the uh dollar hedging basket of what you're holding or what I will be holding. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Aren't they supposed to be rolling this out during the Olympics? This when is the Olympics going to happen? Is I don't know. 2022, isn't it? Are they going to do it in the 2022? Okay. Well, they put it I, off for two years. I, I, year and a I half. think I'm, I could be wrong about that, but I think they're, uh, I think they're pi piloting right now in a few cities and then uh, hoping to have full rollout uh, 2022. Of the digital. Don't hold me to that, but I on. think that's what I read. Wow. Man, I need to buy more silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I've been diversifying out of dollars for five years now but these last couple of years I've really been diversifying out of dollars so this will all get very interesting very very interesting well it's definitely something to keep an eye on yep well any final closing thoughts or words uh, for those out there still unsure about crypto, just start, just look again, look at it again, look at it closely. Yeah. You know, it is risky. I mean, everything's risky. It's just as risky to hold dollars as it is crypto right now. It's just as risky mm -hmm. to hold real estate as it is the stock market right now. It's just as risky to hold gold and silver as it is to holding the digital yuan. It's all risky. It's all risk. Right. But if you think that, if you think that holding dollars is a good idea, we know that inflation is here. We're way past the two and a half percent point. If you're holding dollars, all it does is freaking lose value. Yeah. They've been telling us to save our whole life. Well, now they don't even want us saving. They just want us taking out tons of debt and spending because their Ponzi scheme is about burst and they're at zero percent interest rate. But holding dollars is not doing you any good. Right. You can see that every time you go to the damn grocery store, every time you go to build something, every time you go to the pump, 
your dollars are worth less. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel much more confident holding Ethereum than dollars, to be honest. Right. And really, I feel more confident just buying commodities and, and building now while it's still in range, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. While your dollar still has some purchasing power. Yeah. Property, raw land, you know, things like that. They're expensive, but man, I, I don't know. It, even if the real estate market bursts, because we're all talking about this big real estate bubble we're in, I think raw land, raw land tends to just hold its value. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tend to skyrocket like a housing and it doesn't tend to drop like bubble bursting. So yeah, diversify it's, it's, those assets. It's the kitty roller coaster. It'll still go up and down, but their ups and downs are smaller. Yeah, exactly. It's the kitty ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to put it. All right, y'all. Uh, head on over to offgridagorist.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can get some free PDF downloads about agorism and counter-economics. And you can also contact us through there. We have a contact form. And uh, y'all have that great day. Talk to you later. Later. <laughs>